We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Twenty minutes a day. 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What's going on, Packers fans? Welcome into another edition of the Pack a Day Podcast. I, of course, am one of your co-hosts, Matt Fralick. Alongside me, once again, Eli Berkovitz. Eli, we are halfway, if not two-thirds of the way, depending on who's doing the math, you or I, uh, through February. And that means the Super Bowl has passed. Teams already enjoying their offseason, whether that be maybe on a trip somewhere, guys rehabbing their bodies, taking care of offseason plans with the families. But we are gearing towards an important time of the year, an important time of the year for Pack-A-Day podcast. All Packers people and NFL people kind of like the combine coming up. I believe that is it. Is that next week, Eli, or is it two weeks from now? Do you do you know? Uh, no, it is in six days. All right. It is next week. So that would be next week, six days. Um, yes. So it's going to be awesome. I'm excited for that. Now, uh, I'm sure your thumbs, as I know, are very quick, especially on the Twitter sphere. But the reaction always to the the spandex Olympics, as they will, are just fascinating. And I'm excited to see who's 40 time makes the that takes the internet by storm. I imagine you are too. Yeah. First off, spandex Olympics—not a phrase I've heard before. Uh, you haven't heard that? Oh no. hell yeah! 
I didn't really I didn't come up with that. Someone else smarter than me did, but it's 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 great. I feel like it perfectly describes what it is. It is basically exactly that. Uh and yeah, I'll be honest, like maybe I'm just like a jerk, but I think maybe because of how hyped the 40 yard dash is, like I do enjoy it, but I wouldn't say it's like in my top, you know, even three like drills uh during the combine. But for me, what I like to see that I enjoy the most is the faces the guys are making as they're running down. Those are usually very funny. And every once in a while, you gotta, you know, you gotta fall. Which, as long as the guy's fine and gets up okay, you gotta love a good fall on national television. Oh yeah, always good. Sometimes, I mean, we've had even like you know wardrobe malfunctions sometimes oh, on those, and yes. those are those are abs- absurd. Um, the faces are great. The forty is interesting. I think a younger Matt uh, enjoyed the forty yard dash, and he's still. Uh, myself still enjoys that because if I know a guy runs a four two, I know in Madden he's going to be fast as hell. He's going to be that ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine speed. However, not as impactful. So before we get into the episode, Eli, uh, what are your three favorite top three combine things? Forty's not in there. What what do we got? You said top three, so I'm curious. Well, my my favorite for sure would be the gauntlet drill for the receivers running across, you know, turning back and forth between the quarterbacks, like and then I. I just like seeing, honestly, like defensive backs and linebackers doing the where I don't know the exact name of it. I can't think of it right now. But basically, when the when they're tracking the ball slash, you know, when the, when the coaches are directing them, you know, they're probably doing two or three cuts and then tracking the ball down and catching it. Those are always exciting for me. And then being, you know, a former all elite quarterback at my, you know, Jewish Hebrew camp, you know what I mean? Uh, gotta love watching the quarterback sling it. You know, I like to see you as a, a big arm. I do think sometimes a guy throwing a 70 yard pass, even though he's not very good, but everyone's like, oh, he throws it really far. So now he's like a first round pick. I don't like when that happens, but it is fun to see guys, you know, launch some passes. And even more impactful if he can do it from his knees or sitting down a la Jamarcus Russell, then you know he's a certified Hall yeah. of Famer. So, Absolutely. uh, I appreciate that. That, that. That's good. And I'm excited for the combine next week. And we'll have a ton, a ton of content around that. I know this weekend, I definitely need to start diving into and just, you know, we always have the list of who's invited. So start figuring that, that out who are players. I think importantly, maybe a little inside baseball moment or inside uh, off season moment. Um, you know, they, these go in different, uh, in different tiers or different days. So make sure you guys look at the schedule. I don't have it in front of me, but figure out which day you want to kind of follow the internet more or Packers, um, pack a day podcast or any other Packers news to understand. Okay. We got quarterbacks this day receivers this day. I don't care necessarily much. The D linemen. Ooh, the safeties are important because I think the Packers should go maybe draft one, find that calendar, set your alarms to it and make sure you're following it. I think everything is live streamed on NFL network or streamed or broadcast on NFL network. I'm not sure if that changed in the year of 2024, but nonetheless, combine is next week. And Eli, as we kind of come into Fridays to record, we always are hoping that there's some news. And frankly, there was no news today, guys. I did see um, real quickly, Eli, I know we said there wasn't anything. There was um, the, the salary cap did go up, it looks like, or maybe that was even reported on the day before. But the salary cap will be raised for the NFL in 2023, or excuse me, in 2024. It's going to go up $30 million. So it's going to go up from about, I, I assume, based off my math here. Um, it was at about 225. It's going to go up to 255 in 2024. So a lot of money there, a lot of money to be had. Those contracts keep going up, whether it's being, as I said, streams for NFL Network or Peacock deals or Amazon deals, whomever, bringing more money in the NFL. So that would be the only news today as we get into kind of the salary cap mode, and we'll see how that impacts um, 
you know the rest of the league and how things shake out but it it'll be fun right now the packers just so you guys know are sitting at about 8.1 million dollars of cap space um that's according to zach cruz from packers wire always love referencing those guys as we get into some episodes and some news so eli no real news however a couple things happened the last um 36 hours 48 hours whatever you want to call it thursday we got to hear matt lafleur and jeff halfley do a press conference now we have heard of course matt lafleur speak before he's gotten much much better at it over the years and he's quite a joy honestly to see for a press conference hopefully we can say that same thing years down the road when he gets in the same range optimistically as a as mike mccarthy got because after a while it kind of got a little little bland little little bit of a, a boring taste in the mouth but nonetheless we got to hear matt lafleur speak and we got to hear Jeff Halfley, you had the luxury of listening to the press conference. I did not yet. I've saw clips. I've seen some clips that you've tweeted out, but kind of give the listeners at home if they had an opportunity to listen, or maybe they were only half listening, as some will do, but kind of give us a rundown of what you heard. I heard some things, but I want to hear from someone that actually had listened to damn near the whole thing. So take it away. Yeah, um, we kind of spoke about it a bit before we uh, started the show today, but I don't, I don't like to get ahead of myself or be dramatic or, or wild, but this, this was a, as perfect of a press conference, you know, opening press conference you could have hoped for. I mean, Jeff Halfley, someone who, again, when they hired him, I think we did have a show about it pretty, pretty quickly after, and I didn't know a ton about him, obviously learning everything we have over the last few weeks, but then getting to actually hear him talk about his philosophies about defense, the way he wants to see his guys plays, the way he coaches – like just everything he hit on, I I absolutely loved. It's things that I've wanted to see out of the Packers defenses for years, and I'm sure I'm not alone. It's you know what we wanted to hear: playing fast, playing aggressive, going after the ball. There was you know people obviously with Halfley. The big thing right when they hired him was okay, man coverage, man coverage, man coverage. Which there will be some, but the way him and Matt Lafleur talked on Thursday, it does seem like there will be a decent amount of zone as well because the way they said it is they they just want a lot of vision on the quarterback they want their defensive backs having their eyes to the quarterback of course there will be times where their back is to the quarterback but bottom line is when your back is to the quarterback you can't make a play on the ball they want their guys to have vision on the quarterback and then break the second that ball comes out of the quarterback's hands so you know just i just love to hear that and everything you know when they're asking about his, his style just dealing with the players like he's definitely seems like he's going to be a player's coach and talking about respect and, and then you know uh just earning it and both uh, saying not just the players to him but he has to you know earn the players respect you know he said yeah like he can't just come in here because he's the new defensive coordinator and expect everyone to just go with every single word he says like it's a process and he's looking forward to it and in talking about looking at guys in the draft and what he's looking forward there just finding you know the best position for guys to succeed help t- help the team win you know just some quotes that i really liked um I mean, what he said about Green Bay, obviously, the mecca of the football world, pretty much, uh, you know, always going to make Packer fans happy, calling Packer fans the best fans in the world. You know, he said he wasn't really looking to leave Boston College, but when you get a call from the Green Bay Packers to go be a coach, you go to the Green Bay Packers because, again, it's the Packers. And for any coach, you know, that has to be a dream. So I know I've, I've rambled on, but what I would say is go watch the press conference if you haven't, because there's so much that, I mean, it was overwhelming. It was like every time I heard something I loved and I wanted to like either tweet it or like text it to like my brother or something, 
there was already something else that he was saying. I'm like, oh, that's better. That's better. Forget what he just said, which was great. This is even better. And it just kept happening for like 20 straight minutes. So go and watch it. It's great. It's so wild too, man. Because like first impressions do mean a lot in this life. And it's it, you know, it seems cliche at times. And maybe generationally we don't agree with it. But I would say, you know, first impression from when we saw Matt LaFleur, I know I can go back and find a tweet that I had said, like, you know, people were kind of just dogging on him about how he was, seemed very um, nervous or timid or st- whatever word you want to say, just kind of just a young guy relatively to his peers in their careers as the other 31 coaches in the NFL. And he just seemed a little bit shy. And that kind of stuck with people for a while. I think I remember putting something up like, listen, like this guy's coming to work in Lambeau Field, yada, yada, yada. He's going to figure it out. And, like, that wasn't a huge hot take. But it's just, like, give the guy a break. Like, people can get nervous. They're they're people at the end of the day. And that's still the first impression, right? And I think with Halfley, it sounds like, from everything I've heard and, like, the clips I've seen and from what you've told me about, and I'll definitely dive into the press conference later tonight, he seemed really confident. And that's, that's amazing. And there's not really, I mean... It's not like Halfley is twice the age of LaFleur, half his age, which would be crazy, or like has been a head coach around. I mean, he's been a head coach and stuff, but it's not like the the resumes are that much different. Matt LaFleur has been in the NFL, Halfley has, and et cetera. So it's like that first impression from Halfley seems even you know way more impactful, obviously, than Matt LaFleur is now. I think Matt LaFleur is a hell of a ball coach. It continues to get you know more and more confidence, more and more people buying in from in the facility, on the field, up in the press box or even people, you know, just follow the team. So we love that for him. But Halfley just seems like the the right type of guy, the right type of motivator to bring into that locker room to one of my favorite things, and I've heard it many, many times already, um, is the fact that he just wants guys to play loose and fast. And it's it, it sounds easy, but it makes a lot of sense when you know that this talent on this defense is so damn good. And there's so many first-round picks, as we know, and there's so many athletes and even, you know, the diamonds in the rough, if you will, of guys they've been able to acquire later in the draft or through free agency or UDFA guys. It's like you can truly, truly give guys power or give people, um, I would say, more responsibility or, you know, flexibility, whatever you want to call it, in in kind of their jobs and that can be i'm talking in like regular life i'm talking in business i'm talking if you're an employee or an employer or a boss or whomever it's the same thing as the nfl you can't put all these guardrails around someone that's maybe new at their craft trying to understand it and they think every time they make a mistake they're or every time they do anything they're gonna bump into one of those guardrails or bump into one of those bumpers and it's like end of the day eric stokes end of you know quay walker Lucas Van Ness, Rashawn Gary, like I want you to play fast and I want you to play quick and I want you to play instinctive. I don't want you to have to think, oh gosh, I have to drop into coverage here. Oh geez, I need to cover a slot receiver. You know, I'm Preston Smith. I can do it. It's like, cut it out. Let the athletes take over. Like less thinky, more athlete take over. And I think that's what we're going to get from Halfley. And I'm really, really excited. And um, yeah, it's it sounds super, it, it just sounds it sounds great. And I'm excited to see what he can put in a position and how many people can buy in. Um, it seems like people would buy in right away. I think from a personnel standpoint, but I could be wrong. In terms of personnel. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, you know how they are. They're not going to come out and be like, Oh, we, you know, we need to change our whole defense. You know, we need to draft, you know, five new guys and sign. Like, and of course they're not going to say that they're going to say the guys they have could work, but it does seem like, I mean, the way Jeff Halfley was describing his dream safety, which is a guy playing sideline to sideline fast, 
breaking on the ball, making plays on the ball. Not someone the Packers have on the roster, not someone the Packers have had on the roster essentially since Nick Collins. So you know that it might not be a 25 because safety is usually a position not taken that highly. But I would say at 41, I mean, I feel like unless the, the board goes crazy in one way or the other, that either someone shouldn't be there that is there or just there's a huge run on safeties, I think 41 is the exact sweet spot where they go and they take a safety. I'll just say this name that I'm sure people obviously know, but like my my guy is Tyler Newbin, Minnesota. That That is my guy this year. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I love it. And man, I'm, you know damn well they're going to let halfway make a pick, right? Like that's obviously yeah. going to happen. Like you come in, just let's even go back. Like let's go back to when LaFleur was brought in, right? He did DeGuara and Dylan. Better luck next time. It's tough that, you know, we hold him to that standard because those were two of the offensive players he drafted. Obviously, he drafted Jordan Love, too. But, like, 
those two in his first draft was like, damn, okay, that's interesting. You go back to Basaccia. Basaccia was given the luxury to acquire a couple special teams guys through free agency, through UDFA, later on picks. Like, they're going to allow the new defensive coordinator, losing Jerry Montgomery, by the way, um, as a defensive line coach, to get someone in there to feel more, you know, that he's got, I, I don't know, some equity, some skin in the game, I guess, if you will. And I don't know if that happens at 41. I don't know if it happens at 25. Maybe it happens at both, Eli. Who knows? But I do know from what I already have researched and done my dive on and listened to what Jeff Halfley says, the scheme he wants to run based off of where we're putting shells on the field, beating zones or players in position, it is vital, if not the most important position, it seems like is that roaming safety that can play a cover one, sideline to sideline, Earl Thomas comes to mind. Nick Collins is a great comparison. That's been a long, long time, 10 years and change since they've had a guy like that. So let's bring that gentleman in to make this defense play better. It'll help out with everything underneath that the Packers seem to keep getting burned on in the run game or underneath routes, um, whether that be the tight ends or the sideline, it seems like over the last couple of years. Obviously, there's a ying to a yang or a one chest move opens up another spot. We'll see what that ends up being. When Halfley's defenses get on the field and they have to adjust, it's easy to talk about it on paper. But let's see what it looks like. I'm excited as well to see who they acquire. Maybe it isn't through. Maybe it's through free agency. We've seen some free agency conversation about some safeties that are out there. It seems like some guys are getting contracts redone and to be brought back. But maybe there is a diamond in the rough or an Adrian Amos, who I was a huge fan of and I know had fallen off and um, is barely hand to a job in the league now. But maybe they find someone that can do some great things. Um, any final thoughts on the press conference, Eli, before we get to the next topic? Uh, final thoughts. Again, go watch it if you haven't. And this this is going to be, I mean, the biggest change the Packers have seen on defense since Dom Capers came in and switched the defense from a 4-3 to a 3-4 and did everything he did. So while it might not on a down-to-down basis look crazy different schematically, it's going to be very different than what we're used to seeing, and that is very exciting. It's very, very exciting. That's awesome. So next I want to get into you guys is, um, like, Eli had the opportunity yesterday to listen to that press conference, and like I said, I will do so. Um, I had the opportunity to go down to Appleton, Wisconsin, for the uh, Wisconsin Builder Supply, I guess it would be Contractors Convention, whatever they call it. So a um, little transparent, a little personal. My father – um, is a uh, small business owner. Him and his business partner have, for the last 40 years, we'll call it, have been in construction, property management, et cetera. And um, they have you know, done a few projects with Wisconsin Builder Supply, formerly, I think, some other name, whatever. doesn't really matter. Uh, besides the point, they do an event down there to you know bring some people down, contractors, people in the trades to come down and just kind of like a networking thing, learn about new product, do some seminar sessions, some continuous learning, but there's a raffle, there's food, and generally a speaker. And last year was Charlie Barron's. A few years ago, it was Matt LaFleur in 2020. COVID happened. They never had the one in 2021, 22. Obviously, 23 was Barron's. This year, Matt LaFleur came back. Um, four years ago, I asked Matt LaFleur a question, and um, you know, I was able to, in front of a room, ask him a question. But the premise is, after dinner, an hour long of conversation. 30 minutes is emceed by him or with him next to someone asking him questions. And then the last 30 is a Q&A session. I was thankful enough to be able to ask him a question again this year, which I'll get to later. But um, I think it's important just to kind of, since, you know, it's very pretty infrequent, Eli, that people that follow the Packers, like you or I, get 
to be a part of a quote unquote, I don't say it's a press conference, but like a Q&A session where Matt LaFleur is there and a non-traditional one, mind you, like this isn't where Andy is going to the guts of um, 1265, right? And listening post game, this is truly like him kind of just mixing up with the people, if you will. And a few things that stuck out to me yesterday were uh, how much more comfortable he is. Like 2020, he's a first year coach, right? And he was nervous there and he was making some jokes once in a while, but he was kind of feeling the crowd out a little bit uh this last uh, on a thursday night kind of like maybe a a veteran uh comedian stand with comedian dealing with maybe a, a unruly crowd and he was he was great he was fun that uh, you know solid solid dude um a couple things that you know that stick out um i guess the pregame meal depends on what time the game starts but generally is some sort of banana pancakes so that's interesting uh he uh a big fan of ice cream this sounds like we're dating him at this point, but he did talk about the press conference with Hefley and said this Hefley and said the exact same thing. Um, kind of reiterated that he asked if anyone had listened to the press conference today. Kind of a silly question because most people were in the middle of seminars, so no one had heard it essentially. But he did kind of reiterate exactly what you said: play fast, first, second down, simple, simple, simple. Third down, I want chaos. I want guys flying around. I want guys screaming off the edge. You know, stunts, guys thumbing through gaps, dropping in coverage, amoeba defenses, you know, elephant defense, whatever they call it. Uh, so that's exciting to see. But ultimately, like, it was a really cool experience. Um, a lot of cool things coming out about it. He shared some stuff when people asked him questions you wouldn't think he would answer. For one of them, uh, the question was along the lines of, it would well, it would have basically got him into a tampering situation. So he didn't answer that. Someone asked him, you know, if there's anyone in the league you could grab uh, or sign or trade for, who would that be? And he's like, eh, you know, there's a lot of great players in the league. Someone interrupted him from the crowd. He responded and basically didn't answer him. A couple other questions he asked, or some, you know, what are what are and this is surprising too. It's like someone asked him, What is your what is one of your favorite players you've ever coached? And it's like, man, that's a interesting question to ask like do you think you're gonna get a response and he said you know that number 33 is pretty damn good and it's like yeah not a bad guy to pick and just continuously talking about like the organization and just how it's so different from anywhere else and not to like you know he's not kissing anyone's ass but truly he's like it's just different like Lambeau Field's way different than anywhere else I've played in stadiums you know coaching his parents were coaches growing up he's been around athletics in different arenas different stadiums different events and it's just like how unique it is and he's pretty grateful for the opportunity i think he just loves the community too but i, I could continue going on but yeah it was pretty it was pretty awesome and um i mean eli let me ask you like if you had the opportunity to ask matt lafleur let's say in a room what, what would you ask him any questions you'd want to know assuming he would answer them because it seems like he's a little bit more open in these settings because there are no real true cameras there's no hot mics really i mean if someone wanted to record it and put it online they could but anything you would maybe specifically ask him it's a good question well first off i gotta say banana pancakes great call by the coach Not uh, bad. pancakes are are my like guilty pleasure they're my go-to so and banana pancakes there you go that's great um i i do like the question of who your favorite player was to coach because obviously we all know the player i would be hoping slash expecting him to say not that Aaron Jones isn't a great, I mean, Aaron Jones is probably, you know, not probably, I mean, he's probably my favorite player on the team right now, but also just, you know, we know what he is to that team and how, uh, how much we all love him. But I would, yeah, I mean, I would have to ask him, honestly, like he's been around some pretty great quarterbacks throughout his time, Matt Ryan, obviously Aaron Rodgers, 
and now you know he's seeing the rise of Jordan Love. Um, you know, I would say like what, what, what do you see that separated Rodgers from Ryan and everyone else? And then now, what do you see from Love? And not necessarily in comparison to Rodgers or what he's gotten from Rodgers, but what do you see from Love that it could also be you know on a transcendent kind of level of like just greatness that hopefully he will turn into and continue to grow into, but. Yeah, you know, knowing that he's an offensive mind and he's a QB guy, you know, it would be great to get his thoughts. Like if, we, if we're talking about getting honest opinions, you know, um, about what he's seen, you know, in his time coaching quarterbacks and where he kind of where he kind of sees everyone as opposed to where the fans see everyone. No, I like that. Um, <laughs> it's funny you ask or it's funny you say that question. You would ask him what, you know, I think that's a great question, by the way. Um, Thank you. Uh, he it reminds me someone did ask him who's better Rogers or love oh god he did say love now of course he's gonna say love because it's current setting and he'd be a complete dumbass if he said <laughs> Aaron Rodgers the team that the you know the player that the Packers traded so it's like those types of things um those types of things are like what makes just like an experience like that so damn cool because like you can you know it, it's just awesome it's just cool to be a part of that and to give that opportunity to go down there and just it's awesome um i i love your question that, that would be a phenomenal question um just for a little bit more of you know my soapboxing last four years ago um not knowing how he would answer questions or how he would i guess navigate through more you know little bit difficult questions or maybe some like questions that most people, you know, maybe like a, a Jason Wallers or a um, Aaron Popke, the PR people wouldn't like him to answer. Um, I wasn't sure where he'd go. So I asked him last time I was there, I said, Hey, you've obviously been around the, you know, football a ton. You've coached in college. You played in college. You've coached in the NFL. You even have a former player of yours from Notre Dame on your current roster and Deshaun Kaiser. Don't know why I force-fed him, Deshaun Kaiser, in there. I digress. But I said, give me a player, one player that you've been around all ranks. Give me, But give me one player based off of injury, opportunity, lack thereof, um, situation based off of maybe where they're on the depth chart, um, how the team handles him, that kind of has just been overlooked. And he said Matt Schaub. And I love that because it's like he's worked, he worked with Shab a, a ton down in Houston um, when he was down there. And it's just like, it, it's cool to actually like be able to ask a question like that and get a real response. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, Matt Shab, like he held it down. Like in Atlanta, when Vic would get hurt, he would come in and he was probably one of the best backups in the league at the time. Then he goes to, you know, the Texans and just a guy that's kind of always been passed over for whatever reason, late round pick. But like that was just so cool. And so, like, uh, this time I decided I was going to ask, get, get a little bit more big for my britches, if you will really going to go on a, a journey through the question. And my question started out with, you know, just kind of prefacing, Hey, you know, most people came here tonight, you know, it's a room of about five to 600 people. Most people came here tonight to maybe network, get a free meal, get in this raffle drink, maybe get an autograph with you or a picture with you, Matt. Um, but it ultimately like, you know, most people came here at some point to build, um, you know, some sort of knowledge through some of these courses or maybe a new, 
um, business transaction or you know handshake deal of some sort. Hey, we're going to work with you in the future, some sort of thing to elevate their career and ultimately just to be a, a higher achiever. And I said, you know, you had mentioned throughout this year, your kind of your Q and A already, coach, that you had mentioned, you know, how to how success happens. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes time in and time out. It takes good culture. It takes, you know, doing things the right way. And I would say also it takes, you know, time management. We kind of maybe get lost in the weeds sometimes what it takes to be a high performer. But from a time management aspect, I said, I watch a a shit ton of football, high school football. I go to games probably every other week, college football. I watch a ton of it. NFL. I think I probably missed four games all season. I watch a lot of ball, but it, shocks the ever living hell out of me when we see people or decisions being made like a Brandon Staley, a Dan Campbell, a Super Bowl incident with time management or even an overtime incident, not knowing the rules. He interrupted me. He said he did know the rules, blah, blah, blah. Good little banter in the room. I said, okay, I understand. I said, why does this happen? And what are the Packers doing to mitigate this problem? And if you guys need more help, I'd be willing to help because I'm a top 500 Madden player in the world. And I think we're pretty good at time management. Now he responded, said, Hey, I have a guy on staff already. I appreciate it. Um, he actually said, he's like, you know what? I think he's one of the best that does this. I'm like, that's awesome. You had that. And truly when you think about it, like they don't make as many mistakes. I would say most of their mistakes aren't at the end of games or end of half. It's like getting a play call in. Right. Yeah, having to take a delay game or a penalty, but it was a cool kind of conversation to have asked him, and it was just this whole thing. But it was cool. There was a couple other really, really good questions. There's some sillier questions that you know, but honestly, people ask some damn good questions. And if I would have been smart enough, I would have recorded the whole thing on my phone. Maybe would have picked it up. But it was a cool experience last night. And um, honestly, it's like I think Lafleur is super excited for the draft as we kind of wrap here. Like he mentioned, having five picks in the top 100, love that. Um, there's an opportunity, I think, for them to go a couple different ways. It's it's really, really exciting what they can do. It's always fun to see where they prioritize things, especially like he talked about last year, how they could have grabbed a receiver earlier on. They went with Van Ness. Now the OC in him says, man, I would have loved another receiver. The head coach in him says, hey, go, you go get Luke Van Ness and let him develop. And, you know, ultimately they were able to kind of kill two birds with one stone. They got Vanessa and they also got Jane Reed, Wicks, a couple other guys. He's like, well, it ended up kind of working out. Uh, everyone kind of agreed with him. So I'm excited to see what they do this offseason with those picks. And they do have some money in free agency, it sounds like he wants to spend. So all in all, hell of a day yesterday on Saturday, or excuse me, on Thursday, to kind of just hear both coaches talk and speak. And what a busy day for Matt. Like he was at that press conference goes down to Appleton, probably has to do stuff, has to see his kids, his family. This is the off season. He's like, hey, my days are a little bit shorter. They're about 8 to 5. Well, it's like, well, shoot, you're talking right now at 8.30 at night. No, your days are still long. So it's the grind of an NFL coach, and um, it was a cool experience. But, yeah, it was uh, it was fun. Yesterday is, is a very memorable day for me um, for many, many reasons. Had a few other challenges along the way. But yesterday was cool, and I'm excited that uh, – I was able to get down there and prioritize that. And I'm happy you were able to listen to that press conference either because it makes us smarter for all of our people listening. Yeah, no, that sounds, that sounds awesome. Honestly, I would, you know, love to at some point get the chance to do something like that. And uh, yeah, I, I think I would hope at this point, most fans have watched the press conference, but one last time I'll say again, just go watch it. If you had any doubts or if you're just like, I want to see what this guy's about. Go watch it. You will be very happy. I love that. I love that. Eli, as we wrap up here, like I said, next week, 
let's be overreacting to some combine stuff. Okay. I want to maybe even get some solidarity. Maybe I work from home. I can probably pull this off. Maybe I'll rock the the Under Armour get up as well. Kind of in some solidarity. Maybe I'll get a 40 time going. Maybe I'll work on some bench press. We'll see if we can really stack up against them. But Maybe I'll pull out my spandex. I mean, good thing it's a podcast, not a video stream. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I'm excited for next week. I hope you guys enjoy your weekend. As always, if you haven't already subscribed to Pack a Day Podcast, rated us, reviewed us, tell us if we're doing great. If there's things we need to improve on, please let us know. Um, assuming wherever you're listening to this, you already are subscribed there. If not, please do so. Um, on the YouTube side of things, the non-audio side of things, Pack a Day Podcast on YouTube. Andy's putting out a video every single day, just like we put our audio episode every single day where you're listening to this. Go subscribe over there. One of my favorite things to do on the weekends, especially a weekend like this, Eli, where there's really not much going on sports-wise, some college basketball maybe. That's amazing. But kind of catch up on some of the YouTube stuff with Pack-A-Day. There's some, you can kind of cherry-pick some things. 100% I will be listening to Andy's uh, episode from – it would be – came out on Friday – about the the press conference, kind of want to see what he has to say. Always like to get another nugget or two that I didn't think of, or you or I didn't think of, Eli, and kind of just use Andy's brain as a, a jumping off point and some further ideas. So definitely go check us out there. And then, of course, on all the social media platforms, uh, X, Twitter, of course, the same thing, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, wherever you guys can find us, please do so, uh, at Packaday Podcast. For myself, Matt Freilich, you can still find me on Twitter at Matt underscore Frey underscore. That's at M-A-T-T underscore F-R-A underscore. My DMs are open. Always down to communicate with you. If you have any questions about the team, anything that you want to hear about, any questions that maybe you want to hear if Matt LaFleur asked and I could maybe provide you some context. I don't even know if that makes sense. Maybe you have a suggestion for Eli or I the next time maybe we both go down to this uh, convention we'd ask him a question so let me know tweet at me like i said eli i know you got stuff going on the off season you were probably if i had to guess this time of the year a little bit more of a writing mode if i'm not mistaken um but let everyone know where you got uh, all your content these days what you're putting out and as you're gearing up as we're, as we're both gearing up for the draft yeah uh, i think that would be a decently accurate statement i would say i do most of my writing around draft and free agency and other off season stuff and I actually was writing something today for Packer Report, hoping to get it up. And then, I don't know, I just realized halfway through, I'm like, this is essentially just a story about this, the Combine. So I'll probably just have it go up next week at some point. So keep an eye out for that on PackerReport.com. Just uh, some guys that I'm going to be keeping a close eye on at positions of need for the Packers. So it'll be good uh, if you know, you're keeping an eye on it, but you don't know all the names to look for. Keep an eye out for that story to come out. And, of course, you'll, if you're not a pack report, everything I do will come out on Twitter at some point at Book of Eli underscore NFL. And, um, yeah, make sure to follow also the pack at the pack underscore show on Twitter. But other than that, yeah, just really excited. Like, the draft is basically my favorite time of year. So I am very much looking forward to the combine and everything after. And uh, I will be doing as much content around it as I can. You know what's crazy, and I'm sure I wasn't the only one thinking of this when you said this, it's fun for me to kind of get caught up. It's almost like the spark note version of someone like you putting out an article or Andy or Ross where it's just like, okay, did I watch a ton of college football this year? Yes. Did I take any notes on it? Absolutely not. How do I get up to speed as fast as possible? Well, I probably listen to Pack a Day podcast, go read one of your articles, et cetera, just to kind of get an inside lane on it. It's kind of 
a little bit of a thing where you can almost kind of get away with not knowing a ton. But if you do the research, you can kind of get yourself up to speed. So that's kind of what I do around this time of the year. I have certain players in mind or certain players I remember seeing in big moments, big games. But truly, when it comes down to it, like, to be honest, I remember that safety you mentioned from Minnesota. Completely forgot about him until you mentioned him, but I've seen him on mock drafts. So definitely go check out Eli's work. And I'm glad I was accurate on the Packer report and the more writing aspect. But uh, for Eli Berkovitz, everyone with Packaday Podcasts, and myself, Matt Freilich, you guys take care, be well, enjoy the weekend. And as always, go Pack Go. go.